This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to Road School Moms Radio, where education meets adventure. Your hosts, Kimberly Travaglino of Full-Time Families and Mary Beth Goff, the road trip teacher, will share advice, information, and encouragement to bring your road schooling efforts to new levels. Good evening and welcome to Road School Moms. I'm one of your co-hosts, full-time families creator, Kimberly Travaglino, road schooling mom to four kiddos, and I am coming to you live from, where am I now? That's right, I'm in Bainbridge, New York at um, FTF family-owned campground Tall Pines, owned by Gail and Eddie Bennett, and also the location for the upcoming Full-Time Families Colonial Times Rally. Uh, If you're new to Road School Moms, I want to tell you welcome, as I welcome my lovely co-host. Hey, it's Mary Beth Goff, your road trip teacher, also a full-time RV and mom of four kiddos on the road. I'm the author and creator over at roadtripteacher.com, your road school resources on the web. And uh, we like to chronicle our travels over at Diary of a Road Mom, where we'd love to have you follow as well. And we are coming to you live just outside of Chincoteague, Virginia. We've spent the week out here at uh, the Pony Pinning Days. It was an awesome experience. We have been doing all kinds of research for our next road school guide on Chincoteague and the ponies there. And we're just uh, super excited to be coming off of this week. We're headed to our next destination, and we have Bainbridge, New York, on our map for next month when we join UKT for the Colonial Times Rally, and we are so looking forward to that. Oh, I'm so excited that you guys made it to Chincoteague. Tell our listeners what Pony Petting Days is and why it was important that your family go there and what what the experience was like. Sure, I'd be glad to. You know, um, actually about a year and a half ago, uh, my road schooler, who was then in third grade, I guess it was, um, somehow we stumbled across the story of the ponies and of Teague Island in Virginia. And if you don't know that story, I'll just briefly tell you that there was a ship um, back in the 1800s that uh, shipwrecked off the coast of Virginia, and there was ponies in the hull of the ship. And when that shipwreck happened, the ponies that survived swam to an island, and that is where the story begins. And without giving away all the surprises and things that happened um, in that story, um, just suffice it to say that she done tons of research. She read every book that was ever probably written about Chincoteague. We had plans to go there in 2015, and like so many other plans, you know, that happens when you're a full-time traveler at Things happen along the way, and maybe you don't get to the destination you want. So we missed it last year, um, but we made plans to come back this year, and that's what we've done. And it was so worth the trip. Um, Pony Pinning Days is a is a, an annual event in Chincoteague where they uh, where these ponies were on the island. Um, they survived there for many years, and there was actually even a settlement there of a family that helped take care of them, and there's all kinds of history there. But what eventually happened was an organization there in Chincoteague, they, they realized that group of people, that those ponies could not survive on that island and just keep multiplying. You know, they would eventually die out, and then, you know, they, they couldn't thrive there. So what they figured out to do was they swim these ponies off of this island, off of Assateague Island, once a year. 
they swim them off um, via saltwater cowboys. That's what they call them. These saltwater cowboys come in and they corral all these ponies. They take them off the island. They swim them over to the mainland, and there they corral them to the fairgrounds. They sort them and figure out which ones that they're going to sell at auction, which I know kind of sounds a little bit harsh, but if you look at the overall picture, it really is a, is a great program. They auction those ponies off. Those proceeds go to help the remaining ponies that are still on the island and, you know, for medicine and for, um, you know, things like that. They don't feed them or anything. They're, they're completely wild ponies. Um, but they auction those ponies off, and then after that, they swim back the ponies that they don't auction off or the stallions or the mares or whatever and um, swim them back to Assateague Island um, so that they can continue to thrive and, and live there you know, in their natural environment. Um, but that area is beautiful. There's so much to see there. It's a really quaint place. KT, I know you visited there as well. Um, we've really, really enjoyed it. And for, for us, it was um, it's probably one of the most rewarding things we've done so far as full-time RVers because it was really all about our road school and it was something that was um, rewarding for me to watch my kiddos when they had read things and they already knew about things that were historical, you know, historical events and something would happen and then they would be able to, you know, talk about it. And when we were on the buses going back and forth from events, um, you know, somebody would ask a question and, you know, and Taylor a couple of times, you know, you know, whipped out the answer, and you know that's when you're like, oh, they you know they really get it. So it was just a great, great experience for us. Wonderful! I'm so excited that you guys got to go and be a part of that. Um, you know, we here had a very exciting week. Also, although we didn't get to hang out with ponies, we hung out with escapees. <laughs> we just wrapped up a week at Escapade, the 56th Escapade over there in Essex. Essex Junction, Vermont, and we hung out with um, 1,200 brand-new friends. There were over 800 rigs at that event. Um, oh, my goodness. It was, was a lot. humongous. It was a lot. Uh, it was so much fun. Uh, the escapade um, is uh, its just great. It's wonderful for education. It kicks off with something called RV Boot Camp, uh, which is education for everyone from brand newbies to uh, 10-year veterans. There's something for everyone to learn there. And then it kicks off with um, all sorts of um, great uh, seminars. Uh, I was happy to be able to spend some good amount of time with um, John and Kathy Huggins from Living the RV Dream. I actually was able to do an interview with them. That's something we've been trying to schedule for over a year. And uh, if you've never listened to that podcast, then you're really missing out because that is a great podcast all about what's going on on the road, uh, living the RV dream. So check that one out and go ahead and subscribe to that. I was able to hang out with Greg Gerber from RV Daily Report and Let's RV. And um, I don't know if you know this, but Greg Gerber just did an eight-part eight expose on the current state of, of RVing specifically uh, the sharp decline in quality control of RVs. If you haven't read that at RV Daily Report yet, you're, you're going to want to because uh, it has been making huge waves in the industry, and I'm happy to hear what kind of advocacy for RV um, quality control comes out of that expose. Uh, really great stuff there. Uh, we also hung out with um, Lee and Carol Saxton of RV Armor. Mary Beth, I'm sure you remember them. They were exhibitors at our... Uh, road School Convention in Tucson many years ago, and we were able to spend some uh, great time with them. 
so that was lovely. I loved hanging out with them. And um, uh, if you didn't listen to last week's show, it's up there on the replays right now. It's uh, live from Escapade. And Mary Beth, you were driving that night. So Road School Mom Sarah James uh, pinch hit for you. She did a great job. And we had Katie Graham on the show. And we were able to even grab uh, Travis and Melanie Carr, newly inducted that evening, president and vice president of Escapees, and uh, talk about Escapees past, present, and future. So uh, great stuff. Definitely tune into that show. And what Full Time Families did there is we brought a program to the 56 Escapade called Kids Capade. It was a three-day drop-off program, an AM session and a PM session. Um, it was filled with uh, character value lessons and fun games, crafts, activities, and we even performed a skit at Hammerama, which is Escapee's very own talent show. So uh, it was great. Everyone commented how wonderful it was to see so many kids at the event. Uh, everyone was so warm and welcoming and full of hugs. And um, I don't know if you know this, but Escapee's core values is called sharing and caring. And boy, do they exemplify that throughout the event. We had just the best time. And um, we're looking forward to um, going to future escapades uh, as they uh, fall on our travels. So that was our week. Super exciting. Lots, lots and lots of fun. Um, and uh, whew. so uh, as I mentioned, we just landed in Bainbridge, New York, and we're really excited to be Eddie and Gail's new work campers for the next six weeks, going right into our rally. And then you're going to show up here, Mary Beth. We're going to have the Colonial Times Rally, and then you and I are headed straight to Hershey. Tell our listeners a little bit about that, because some of them might be going to Hershey and can, can meet up with us there. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that we're almost on the month-long countdown to meeting back up, and we're so looking forward to that Colonial Times FCF rally. And then that next week, of course, like you said, we are going to be traveling over to Hershey, Pennsylvania. That is where one of the biggest RV shows in the country takes place. There are actually industry days and public days, which that's just kind of short for meaning that there's anything and everything that you want to know about the RV industry will be um, on display for that year, or I mean for that week. Um, and KT and I will have a booth there uh, for Road School Moms, Road Trip Teacher and Full-Time Families. We'll be all there in one awesome booth and we'll have our resources and a lot of our Road School Moms resources will be there. KT, you and I are going to give a seminar from our booth on one of those days, which I don't think we have the schedule yet, um, but we are really, really looking forward to that week of everything RV. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. You know, I got a taste of running a booth this week, too, because not only did we run Kids Who Paid, uh, but we also had a booth in the marketplace of Escapade. And I have to tell you, Chris really found his feet in that booth. He loved it. We shared information, solutions for all our viewers, um, including how to get Wi-Fi on the road and how to get um, health care on the road and uh, fuel mileage discounts and all, all sorts of great stuff. And then I even ran a seminar there at Escapade talking about um, – how to take your children, uh, grandchildren on the road with you. Um, and that was, it was packed. It was a huge turnout. I'm so encouraged to see so many grandparents looking for tips and tricks on taking your grandchildren on the road with you. And they came with such great questions and, um, and they provided uh, support to one another. It was, it was just awesome. So I can't wait to be a part of the Hershey show with you. That's going to be so much fun. 
so much fun. So little time. I think I'm looking forward. Yeah, it is going fast. You know, though, the reason you both we're both looking forward to it is because you know how much craziness happens behind the scenes at STF rallies because, you know, you're the head of the crazy. So at Hershey, by the time we get there, you know, it'll be somebody else's crazy and we'll just be following along. So I can't wait as well. I'm so looking forward to it. So we're planning for that, but you know what else I'm planning for? I don't know if you're planning yet. Have you have you got all your road school plans for next year all ironed out? Do you have do you have a a path that you're taking for your road school for this next year? I do, I do, and you and I, you know, are a little bit on the same path. Um, we'll be talking to Holly Giles um, later this month, but I am really excited to do the Giles Frontier curriculum with my road school kids this year as I know you are. Yes, I am. I have that little nice bag and I won't reveal we won't talk too much about it tonight because we want to save that for that show with Holly, but suffice it to say that you and I are both very excited about that portion of our road school for this year. But you know, Benjamin Franklin once said, if you fail to plan, then you are planning to fail. And so if you don't have a direction for your road school, or even if you do, now is the time to sit back and, and really think about what's going to happen in your road school and all the things that, you know, you want to take place. Um, I know that I'm already in a fast forward motion for putting the final touches on my road school resources, you know, in my house for this year. Um, but tonight, Katie and I thought we'd share just a few little tips um, for maybe getting started, and that is leading up to our more in-depth show that we're going to have later this month um, all about This is How We Road School. So tonight we're going to talk about our six tips to uh, on how to plan for your road school. And number one on our list is really to look at last year and make a complete evaluation um, of your last year's road school plans. And this is a perfect time to look at what worked and what didn't work from last year. Now this applies to you even if this is your first homeschool year. So if you're new to the road or you're new to homeschool or road school, that's okay. What you need to do um, is just look at what worked for your students last year or from previous years, what worked and didn't work for them. And this will help you determine what turns in the road should be included on the road school map that you're going to make ahead. You know, the questions that you can ask yourself, and you know, I think this is a great time and, and we've talked about this before. You know, I like to sit down with my road schoolers and talk to them about the expectations they have and what things they liked and didn't like. And this is a great time to do this. And you can think about, you know, you know, did you plan last year and was your plan executed well? Or did you just kind of like throw yourself into it? Because I can tell you that's what I did for the first couple of years, definitely. I, I didn't even have a plan. I was just, you know, I mean, I was all in didn't really have a, a set direction, and um, but it, it worked out fine. Everybody's still in one piece and nobody's in therapy, but, you know, it, it would have been better if I would have sat down in the beginning and, you know, sketched out a plan. So that's the first thing you need to ask yourself. And other things that are important to ask yourself are, you know, if, if you had a plan last year, did it work? Was it executed well? You know, what what things could you maybe do better in that area uh, so that you have a more a better understanding of, of that. Did you make any changes in that plan? And if so, was that a good choice? Did you overschedule your time? Or maybe did you underschedule time in certain areas of your road school? That's another great thing to think about. Um, and the other thing that I think it's important to look at is how you planned for field trip adventures and holidays and other unexpected downtime, you know, that, that often happens when you're RVing full time. 
And, um, you know, that, that leads up to my next question, which is, did you build space in your road school plans for all the family and day-to-day -day activities that really make this type of homeschool that we have, um, being a traveling family, such an amazing experience? Because I know for me in the beginning, I did not plan for any of that. I was so, you know, I thought that we had to do X amount of numbers of things every day and you know I really didn't plan for all the wonderful experiences and things that happen just right in front of you that can really take the place of uh, you know of some pencil and papered list that you make out previously absolutely those are great tips and um, you know I was reminded when I was on the air with um, John and Kathy just this week I'm living the RV dream I, I was just listening to that replay earlier before the show I was reminded of how awful I was as a road school mom the first few years of road schooling. And Mary Beth and I, you talk, we talk about this constantly, um, that we stunk at it because um, until you can solidify your ideas and your motivations for educating your children, you're just grasping at straws, trying to replicate school in your home, um, just looking at for looking for education in all the wrong places, I like to say. Um, but when you can take a deep breath and analyze the, what you did do well and uh, what you didn't do well, you can come up with a much better plan. Speaking of analyze, the number two tip is to analyze your road schoolers. This is another evaluation of last year's plan, but looking at it from each of your road schoolers' perspective. Look at what your road schoolers excel in and struggled with. In what areas can you help him or her achieve the best success? Does she love audiobooks? Maybe it's time to look at what's available uh, for on Audible to supplement your cu curriculum. Does he love build, to build with hands-on projects? How can you incorporate more of those into your science or math subjects? Um, this reminds me of another great show you and I did, which was uh, learning styles for your road schoolers with uh, road school mom Laura Hamilton. We'll have to put a link to that show in the show notes, but um, you'll recall, Mary Beth, that um, each of our road schoolers have their own unique learning style, whether it be um, kinetic or auditory, or um, and Laura Hamilton goes through each of those in her um, in her assessment of, on that radio show and talks about how to figure out not only your road schoolers' learning styles. But your learning styles, too, because, you know, that really translates across when you're trying to teach someone. We tend to teach our road schoolers the way that we taught and were lear uh, did learn the information. And it's really important to keep in mind that that might not be hitting the mark with your road schoolers. So it's really good to analyze um, what worked and what did not work and um, to tune into a show like that or do um, – a uh, learning assessment on each of your road school students prior to starting your next year of road school. Yeah, you know, um, I love those evaluations that Laura Hamilton did, and we'll definitely put that link. It's Learning Pathfinder, right? Am I am I thinking about that website correctly? That's correct. That's that's right. Um, you know, one of the things that just makes me think of this real quickly. Top, you know, you talked about how terrible you felt you were as a road school mom, which, you know, we've obviously we've talked about that. But, you know, when we first started out, I was like, oh, we don't need any books because we're going to do iPads and we're going to do this, this and the other. And it wasn't 
a few weeks that I realized, you know, I've got two of my road schoolers that absolutely cannot stand to read on a tablet. They don't want to read on a Kindle. They don't want, they want to read a book. They want to read an actual book where they can turn the pages, you know, and that's the kind of things that we're talking about as far as analyzing your road schoolers is what, what is it, how, what's the best way that they like to learn and what are the things that they really take off with? And that's, that's what we're talking about with that. Now the number three step on our list tonight is to look at the big picture. Now that you know what worked and didn't work from last year, let's look at that. You'll want to actually get out a calendar for this part of your plan and look at the entire scope of your year. And this is no matter how you homeschool, whether you're an unschooler or a, or a box curriculum, you know, or just no matter how you're homeschooling, you really need to get out and look at what the scope of your road school is going to be like. Do you, are you planning for nine months of school? Are you a year-round homeschooler? Are you going to try to do everything, um, you know, in – in a certain amount of months? Do you have a time set for that? Um, it's a great time also to think about whether you're going to divide your year into parts. You know, some some people like to do their homeschool based on kind of like public school does, maybe with semesters or with quarters or, you know, maybe on for three or four weeks and off for a week or, you know, whatever. What, what really works for your family's road school structure? That's what you want to ask yourself. And like KT and I have told you on many shows about many things before, there really the, the biggest rule for this is that there are no rules. You need to find what works best for your family. And I can tell you for my family, we don't really take – big long breaks for any reason, we tend to just kind of keep on moving down the track. Now that's not to say that we don't take weeks off or whatever when the time allows for it or when something happens that that's, you know, uh, that we incorporate into our road school, but we um, we don't take really long breaks because I find that my kiddos just kind of fall off if we do that. So I kind of try to keep them moving with a little bit of, you know, feeding them a little bit at a time even when we're kind of off off of our road school schedule. Yes, I know. You know, we took the summer off this year, and I can see that my kiddos are actually missing uh, the curriculum. So I'm really excited and encouraged for what that means in the next coming weeks when we um, start uh, start going back to school. Um, I love this next tip because I think that this tip is universal, and I think that um, teaching your children uh, to do this is something that will last, uh, that will benefit them for an entire lifetime. And this tip is called set goals. Setting goals is an important step in achieving success in your next road school year or in any aspect of your life. Be smart and specific in setting these marks. This is where you need to physically make a list of goals. For me, I do this in two steps. I make a list of overall goals for our family and then have a list in the specific to, to each one of my kiddos. Under the list of goals for our family is where I put goals for myself, such as share weekly scripture and lead by example. Look at this part of your road school plans as building the framework for academic and productive goals. You know, that uh, setting goals is one of the most overlooked items in our entire world. You know, we talk a lot about intentional living, and intentional living means setting intentional goals. I think a lot of people are afraid to set goals, Mary Beth, because, well, if they set goals and they don't make it, then they might uh, perceive themselves to be failures. But chances are really good that um, if you set goals, that the more you do it, the more accomplished you become at it, the more realistic your goals are, the more you're likely to meet them, the more you're able to move forward. When we start out in um, our book, How to Hit the Road, the very first thing we ask you to do 
is set a date for your launch. And that might be three years out, that might be five years out, that might be 10 months out, whatever it is. But if you don't have a date as your goal, chances are good you're never actually going to move towards launching yourself out of a house. So it is really important to teach your road schoolers how to set goals. And I would even advise you at this step to set goals alongside of them. Sit down with each of your road schoolers and tell and ask them, okay, what is our three-month goal? for this year, what is our six-month goal for this year, and what is our 12-month goal for this year. And put them somewhere um, where, put those goals, write them down, and put them somewhere where you can refer back to them to make sure you're still on track, to make sure those those goals are still important. And then, um, again, for next year, you, when you go back to step one, evaluating last year's road school year, you'll have those goals to look back on. It's just such an important, important step, so don't overlook it. That's awesome. That's an awesome uh, tip for planning your road school. And I'm going to encourage you to be very specific when you set those goals, both for yourself and your students. Uh, you know, like physically think about, you know, on the big ticket items like reading and math or whatever, you know, um, learn the times tables through 12s this year or, um, you know, Johnny needs to read at a ninth grade level, you know, at the end of the year or whatever. That You know, those are the kinds of goals that we're talking about, um, both generic across the board and then, you know, like I said, site-specific or subject-specific for those bigger subjects um, that are important to your road schoolers. Now, the next step um, in planning your road school is really to draft a routine. And that, this is where you're going to want to establish what you and your students' routines will be throughout the year. Now, this doesn't have to be super specific, but just think about what subjects that you want your students to cover no matter what, whether that's every day or every week or, you know, again, we're not telling you to sit down and, you know, make a box and live inside of that box. We're just saying figure out what works well for your family, what are the things that are important to you and your road schoolers, and just kind of sketch that out in just kind of a loose sketch um, so that that you, you and your road schoolers know what is expected of them. You know, this is a great place for you to think about what you want. You know, if you've always wanted to plan uh, family read-alouds into your road school, this is the time to do it. You know, actually write that down on your list in your routine, you know, read aloud twice a week or every night before bed or every morning during breakfast or whatever. Those, those kinds of things are what is going to be really important for you to, to write in that routine. Yes, absolutely. I love that. You know, that's one of the questions I'm asked most often when um, people find out that we have a radio show called Road School Moms because they think we're the experts. Ha ha. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, what I hear is what does your day, what does a day in the life of a road schooler look like? So I'll share a little bit of what our routine looks like for a regular school day and then for a week. Um, and our regular school, day, school days usually consist of Monday through Thursday. And either Thursday or Friday, we save for field trip days. So, um, so let's let's start with what a regular school day looks like. Well, we get up, we have breakfast, we walk the dogs, and then we start with um, some family scripture reading and uh, digesting that information from the Bible every morning. Every every kiddo has their own Bible and follows along. And then uh, we move into subjects. So the the bigger bigger kids who are more self-led at this point will go off and read for their hour while um, someone, either Chris or myself, is giving attention to the littler kids, teaching them reading or the letters or phonics or um, uh, what any kind of literacy uh, subject. 
And then, um, again, the bigger kids will move on to their science lesson, which they do online. And uh, we might have them then bring that science lesson to the littler kids. That, that, like, it's not unusual for the, for one of the bigger kids to say, hey, look what I just learned about suspension bridges and build a bridge right there in the living room. And uh, we'll test it out by putting different weights or matchbox cards or whatever on it. And so that's uh, science. And then we move into math. And everybody's got workbooks for that. So they do workbook sheets for that. And then um, uh, we do handwriting, uh, penmanship and handwriting. Um, we love to use the Road Trip Teachers Copywork Guidelines for that. So that's what we do. We have those downloaded and uh, just print them out. And everyone does their copywork. And, uh, you know, in the midst, we have lunch. Uh, we have some outdoor time because it's always another time to walk the dogs and stretch ourselves and uh, do some, I don't know, playground time, whatever. And then uh, our school day winds down and we move into household chores and uh, the day is over. It doesn't take, you know, eight hours for a road school day at all. In fact, nowhere near that. It's closer to about three or four hours a day. And we only do that about four days a week. So that's what a day in the week looks like for us. And then um, we'll do a local field trip somewhere. Um, Mary Beth and I both have reciprocity uh, museum memberships, which means we get into science centers, museums, um, potentially uh, aquariums and zoos for free with our museum pass. And um, we've got shows on that. So you can uh, look those up. And, uh, um, you know, another uh, field trip idea might be a local pick-your-own-farm or a swimming hole or, you know, any variety of things. Or if we really can't find anything, we might go geocaching for the day. And so that's what a day in the life looks like. So drafting your routine for what your day in the life looks like goes a long way, too. I'm going to go a little off script, Mary Beth, and use a number six for don't forget the big picture. This year particularly, I've ran into a whole bunch of road school moms who um, are, in my opinion, forgetting all the wonderful attributes and blessings it is to be a road school mom and a road schooler and all the things that we learn on those weekly field trips. You know, we talk about it and we um, employ weekly field trips and then, you know, uh, some little nagging voice comes into our head that says, oh, no, we're not keeping up with our um, traditional schooled peers. We need to do more. And we are negating what is happening, what education is coming out of those road school field trips and um, what is coming out of being with our kiddos 24-7. So I want to remind all our road school moms to keep the big picture in mind. And, and um, when you go on a field trip, it doesn't mean that you need to be the teacher. In fact, I would encourage you to let the kids lead your efforts on field trips specifically. Uh, let them let them navigate what they're interested in seeing and just encourage what they're learning on that field trip because um, I know that when we're so close to it, it's really hard to see the forest from the trees. And as we talked about earlier, our ego is really wrapped up in being the educator of our children, and sometimes that leads to unfounded fears. So uh, keeping the big picture in mind and knowing that this road schooling effort that you're doing is really going to work out and, and pan out in the long run um, will keep you focused and guided. Wouldn't you agree, Mary Beth? I would. I'm so glad that you interjected that. You know, that is so true. And um, 
just like this, I'll just give you my example for this past week. You know, when we got to Chincoteague, I was, you know, how, and we talk about all the time expectations. I had all these expectations. I was going to get these great pictures, and I was going to do this, and we were going to do that. And right out of the gate, my big camera, my, you know, my regular camera, uh, didn't have the battery charger. Couldn't take the pictures. Oh, my gosh, how are we going to do this awesome study? I mean, you know, all those things happened right out of the gate. And, um I don't know, just as we moved through the week and I would, you know, little things would happen and Taylor would talk about things that she already knew or one of the other kids would ask her a question and I know, just the more the week went on, the more that I just really realized how blessed we are with this life, um, how much more that I, this is just my opinion, how much more my kiddos retain because of the way that they learn. Um, and that's probably one of the biggest benefits that I think that we get from this lifestyle is, um, you know, there's a lot of things, you know, when you're in public school, there's things, you know, that you have to know in the fifth grade and you have to know in the, the first grade or whatever, you know, before you can leave kindergarten, you have to learn to read whatever. Um, and some of those things I think that you have to learn at a specific age or at a specific time, no matter what, because it's just a one rule for all. Sometimes those kind of go by the wayside because of the way that, you know, it's kind of pounded into their head. And um, it's the, one of the things that I really notice with this, you know, with our life now and the way that we learn, so many of their road school um, education is based on their memories, like family memories and the, the places that we've been and the things that we've done. And that's what, you know, jars their, their memory and that they remember, you know, facts and figures and dates. And, you know, that's that's the one thing that really hit home with me this week. And as we were driving away from there, I just, you know, I, I don't know, it was, I was all tingly because I just, it was just such a great week and such great memories were made there. And it really just solidified what we've been doing. So I'm glad you interjected that. Now we're going to wind up. Uh, our tips tonight in saying that we, you know, you want to plan for the year, obviously. All of these steps that Katie and I just talked about, um, put those all together, and that should lead you right down the path of road school success. We want you to put these thoughts and plans together for your overall plan for the year. Now, in just a few weeks, we're going to give you a more in-depth look um, when we start our series, This is How We Road School. KT and I are both going to be telling you all about our road school plans for this next year. We're going to share the hows and the whys of what we do. KT just gave you a little bit of a insight on how their uh, weekly routine looks and what they do by the day. That's what we're going to talk about on that show as well. We're going to be giving away copies of this year's 2016-2017 Road School Moms Road School Planner. That show is coming up on August 28th, um, so we're really excited uh, for that show to be coming up. And if you have any questions that you want us to talk about on the air that night, please feel free to share that in our Facebook group book or send an email over to Kimberly at FullTimeFamilies.com or you can send one to me at info at roadtripteacher.com, and we will be glad to talk all about that. We'll be back to full-time shows that night. Uh, actually, we'll be back to full-time shows, right, KT, I think next week. So we'll have all kinds of time that night to talk about road school. Yes, I'm so excited about this month's calendar, which I have in front of me. Um, if you listened last week, you know I changed to a paper calendar. Maybe it's rocking my world to have this paper calendar. It's not, I'm not 100% yet, but I will say that I am much more productive and effective with this little planner that I've got in my hand. Um, so things are working out for me. I'm here to tell you what we're doing in the next um, couple of weeks, and they are next week, the, the 7th, we'll be talking to Road School Mom Heather Liebuer. I hope I'm saying that. Right, She is the author of Faith Takes Flight, and she will be joining us to talk about love and loss. 
as a Rhodes School mom. On the 14th, we have Alicia Deshawn joining us. As you know, Alicia is our full-time family slash Thousand Trails um, rep. And it occurred to me, Mary Beth, that we have never done a show about the Thousand Trails system. And um, Alicia is very, very helpful and knowledgeable about the system, so I'm really excited to get this show recorded so that we can copy and paste it when people have questions about Thousand Trails. As you know, I'm a Thousand Trails member, and um, it is one of the uh, greatest tools in my um, full-time RV arsenal, and so I'd love to share more information about that. Then on the 21st, as we mentioned in the top of the broadcast, we're having Holly Giles from Giles Frontier join us. Uh, It's a great holistic curriculum. Uh, It is the perfect fit for road schoolers, in my opinion. You know, Mary Beth and I walked the entire floor at the Florida Homeschool Convention, and this was really the only curriculum there, other than Time for Learning, that I was really excited and encouraged about. Um, It's a brand new offering for us, and I'm really excited. I Hopefully, by that time, I'll be using it for the last two weeks, so I will be much more knowledgeable about the curriculum, but I'm really, really, really excited. In case you haven't noticed, I'm excited. Okay? And then, as Mary Beth mentioned, the 28th, we kick off the How We Road School um, series. Um, so join us for that. And then that brings us to September. And I'm really thrilled to announce, Mary Beth, that in September, I, let me turn my page, September 4th is our 100th show. So um, if you have a suggestion for who you would like to hear from or what you would like to talk about on our 100th show, we are all ears because uh, we're going like to book that sooner than later. Um, and make that a big flipping deal. So, 100th show, September 4th. I can't believe that, that we've been together 100 Sunday nights coming up. That's pretty exciting, right? So, uh, you know, September is going to be a whole month full. We're not going to go through it each week by week, but we have tons of stuff coming up. September 4th is also, it's our 100th show, but it also starts a brand new season for Road School Moms, um, our, our brand new season. We've got a Season sponsor coming on that very night as well. We're going to have giveaways for the whole month of September and October. It's just going to be a great kickoff. So if you have any suggestions or like KT said, you want to talk about that show with us, give us a, shoot us an email or send us a Facebook message and we'd be glad to talk with you. Now if you're listening to us tonight on a replay, please take time to give us a review over at iTunes. Now you know KT and I both love four and five stars, but if you want to give us less than that. That's okay, too. Just when you get done with that review, send us an email. Again, Kimberly at FullTimeFamilies.com or send it to me at info at RoadTripTeacher.com and let us know what we can do to better serve your road school mom's needs. And don't forget to shoot me an email after you've completed your iTunes review so that I can send you the free digital project of your choice. Very cool. Yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm just so excited about all that's coming up. I do want to mention two things about our events. Um, We talked about the Colonial Times Rally. It is sold out. We are in the waiting list phase. If you want to be on the waiting list, it's really easy. What you need to do is you need to go to fulltimefamilies.com and purchase your spot. If we do not have a spot at the time that you place your order, you will be immediately refunded and placed on our waiting list. And then um, when a spot comes up for you, um, we'll create an invoice for you. That's how we know that you want to be part of the event. So, um, and then also, if you're not going to be in the um, New York area in September for the Colonial Times Rally, fear not. 
because we have just announced a Halloween hangout at um, Colonial, um, no, it's at, well, it's actually in Colonial Williamsburg. <laughs> I'm cross-referencing my Colonials. Um, but it is in Williamsburg, Virginia, over Halloween weekend. If you are looking for opportunities to go trick-or-treating with your fellow FTF friends, and you're interested in some not-so-scary fun all the way up to some teen screams, we've got something for you. Just uh, go to fulltimefamilies.com, and you can find out information about the Halloween Hangout. And then um, we will be announcing very shortly, within the next two weeks, the location for our annual Full-Time Families Family Reunion in Florida. So we're nailing down the details for that right now, and I'll look for more information to come at uh, fulltimefamilies.com. So that's that's what we've got. That's where we can all meet in person. Also, as you know, uh, as we mentioned, we're going to be, Mary Beth and I are going to be broadcasting live from Hershey. So uh, all great things, and we'd love to see you down the road. That's it for me, Mary Beth. You got anything else? Nope. I think that about wraps it up. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, as see, Kimberly already knows where she's going to be next week. She's work camping up at that awesome campground in Bainbridge, New York. In true style, I haven't the slightest idea where I'm going to be next Sunday night, so you'll want to stay tuned and come back and join us at 9 p.m. Eastern Time next week, same time, same place, right here on the Ultimate Radio Network, and uh, find out where I'm coming to you live, because I honestly have absolutely no idea. But until then, safe travels, and God bless. This is Kimberly. And this is Mary Beth, your road school moms, on the road where education meets adventure. Until next time, we wish you safe travels and leave you with our traveler's prayer. Lord, be our guide and protector. Let those I encounter be blessed by my words. Let my hands be filled with your work, and may I be filled with your grace and kind words for others. May I be a light unto those around me on the journey ahead. Amen. Amen. This has been a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. If you'd like more information, go to roadschoolmoms.com.